Hey y'all, welcome back to the Hey Dad, Can You Talk podcast. I'm Bailey, I'm your host, and each week we call my dad Toby and we just have a fun, short discussion about different things like parenting, marriage, mental wellness, things that everybody's struggling with or wants to talk to somebody about, but maybe you don't have that person to call. Well, I have been around for 34 years and I've been talking to my dad for most of those years about my struggles and he just always has really great wisdom to share. And so we thought it would be helpful for you guys to get to peek in on these conversations and um, also get some of his wisdom. And so we are excited about these weekly conversations. We're excited you're here and I'm looking forward to today's podcast. So let's get this show on the road. Let's call my dad. Hello, Bailey Die. <laughs> Hello, Father. How are you? Well, I'm just grateful that it's not just you and I on this call so everyone can see how pitiful your fake ring is. <laughs> wow. I'm sure that our fine producers and all of our tech people, I'm sure that when, you know, it plays, mm-hmm. there's like a real ring tone, ringing sound. When, when you do it, it kind of sounds like a cat with his tail caught in a screen door. <laughs> I'm just going to start doing different ones every time and just to surprise you. How do you Mm. feel about that? Uh, Just peachy keen. I can't wait. (laughs) So tonight we were actually live with some real peeps on here. Shout out to our friends who showed up to do our first ever live Q&A. I'm so excited to be able to share a conversation with other people in this way. So um, how do you feel about it? I am as they say in the Uber world, I am super pumped. <laughs> super pumped. Great. Okay. So this is going to run a little bit differently. So you guys bear with us, but um, what we have done is we have asked people to submit questions. You might've been hearing about this when you were listening to previous podcasts. And uh, we just kind of wanted to pepper dad with some questions and talk about some topics that maybe we haven't talked about yet that you guys are, you know, you have come across in your life. Um, because our main goal here at Gobi is to create a community where we can share our struggles and be there for one another. And so that's what we're going to do tonight. So I have some, I'm going to read off. And then we've got a few friends on here that we are going to, if they think if some come up, they'll submit their questions and, and they may even jump in and get to chat with dad too. So I'm wait, 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 wait. Is this all the chit chat we're doing? We're, is this the prissy show where we're not even going to do the like little, hey, how's everybody doing? How was Essie's birthday? We're not doing any of that. We're just going straight into it. You usually doing? say I talk too long at the beginning. Uh, you do, but I just didn't know what happened. Do I mean, all oh of a sudden we're God. doing something different? Yes, today's Esther's birthday. She turned three and she's was loving being the princess of the day. I know you're not surprised by that, Dad. No, no, no. I love sweet Esther, but the girl is five miles bad road waiting to happen. <laughs> so we went to the zoo and I told her, um, okay, it's S- in the boys. I was like, Esther's birthday. So we get to go wherever she wants to go. You know, like she gets to pick. And so the boys would be like, oh, Esther, you want to go over here? No. Because <laughs> just because she had the ability to choose, she was, she was loving it. So that she was directing us. That's mm-hmm. her right there. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. So, um, 
this actually, so we, a few of these questions, like I told you that we discussed a little bit on our small group, but I think they would be really um, awesome. By the way, stop before you get into those. Our small group Mm -hmm. is all things. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm my arm hurts from patting myself on the back, <laughs> even at the risk of you and Jen killing me doing this, because what I'm watching happen is I'm watching women in different life stages, different places, but through their story, they're connecting and helping each other. I think it's awesome. It is. And we're going to keep doing that. So if, if you guys haven't signed up to be in our small group, it's just like this where we talk but it's not recorded. It's private. We share different struggles and you get to ask dad things and other people share, you know, life experiences they've had. And it's just a, it's a really sweet community. And so we're going to keep doing that. So you can always email me or direct or direct message us and say, you would like to me and give us your email and we'll shoot you the zoom link. So how would they know what your email is? You said, Oh, it is Bailey at be that's my email. <laughs> you used to say we're going to put it in the show notes, and then you started saying well, oh, we don't have show notes. When are we well, going to be big time enough? We to have do show have notes? show notes. No, okay, but a lot of people are like, "Where are they?" It's the description of the episode is where we put show notes. So it's yeah, I, I got you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so like on the topic of Esther, this came up for me today, and we talked about this with um, somebody last night, and um, it is a topic of transitioning to different seasons of life. And I feel like this is something a lot of people go through. And I was looking through old pictures of Esther when she was a baby. And it made me kind of sad to think like that season's over. Um, and then, you know, it, we're in it coming into a new season and I think it can be hard to hold on to the old and to let go of it and not move into the next. And so will you give your little bits of wisdom on, on how to do that? Well, well, I don't know if I could have any wisdom on how to do it well. I can tell you some truths that get you through it. Mm-hmm. You know, one of those truths is that when Jesus talks about you must be born again, that a part of what he was teaching, uh, yes, he was teaching about being born of water and the spirit. Yes, I understand this spiritual renewal. But he was also saying that in order to move into a new season, you have to let go of an old season, mm-hmm. which means if you are so uh wrapped up in what was you're going to miss what is coming Mm -hmm. and the story of the bible and the story of our lives is resurrection that's the message of the bible but we forget that that something has to die for something to be resurrected so with that theological i think like background you ought to grieve the season that you're leaving that means you're breathing you're human uh, you can't rush grief. There's there's a grief at some level from a child going to school, like we were talking about last night. Uh, you know, a kid going to kindergarten to walking your daughter down the aisle to pick your thing. Uh, that there that there's the death of a season, right? Mm-hmm. But faith is believing, even when you're overwhelmed with that grief, that that the season that God has something deeper, richer, and fuller for you in the new season. And as you step out of the old season, it's you can't focus on what you're leaving. You have to focus on what you're moving into. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's been true. Of, you know, parenting is a series of painful releasings. It just is. It's it, like if, if you don't, don't sign up to be a parent, if you don't want to go through the releasing mm-hmm. process. And every season is beautiful. 
I can say it's almost now, almost 60 years old, almost 59 years old. What's the difference, right? Old's old. Uh, <laughs> that every season has been painful as a parent, but but I wouldn't go back a season. Every mm. season has had new joy. I wouldn't go back from the friendship I have with you, the friendship I have with your brother, the joy I have of being of, of those kids. I wouldn't trade that for you being back in high school, but when, you know, I'm crying all the way home from Stillwater, Oklahoma mm-hmm. to Denton, Texas, because I miss you. Mm-hmm. I just can't, you just can't get stuck there. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And you have to understand that every season is like it's preparation for the next. So if like you skip the, the exam, then you're not going to excel in the next season. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, let, let, you know, let faith finish its work in your life. No man who looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. That's what Jesus was talking about. Do not live in your rearview mirror. Believe God is creating something new in you and through you in a new season. Hmm, that's good. Well, we have Jen on this call and Jen is, how would you describe Jen for us, dad? She works with us at Gobi Ministries. She is our resident genius. Everything that happens at Gobi happens because of Jen Day. I have an idea. My job is to have an idea. And Jen's job is to figure out how we do it. And she's awesome sauce. She's amazing. So, Jen, I'm going to unmute you because, let's see. She's kind of mean. Before you unmute her, she is kind of mean to me at times. No, Jen, you might have to do it. Okay. I did it. Um, Great. So, Jen, you're you're in a season with, you have older kids. And Mm kind of, I wanted to ask you, do you have any, how could we, you know, if we have, we're in a, we're in season, lots of us are listening, have young kids or we're in a, and maybe not, but we're in a different, you know, how do you say, have you learned how to savor the season that you're in or looking back, do you feel like you have anything you wish you would have done to be able to savor it or enjoy it a little bit more? Of course. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I think one thing and it, I think it changed for me, like for our first kid to our third, Mm -hmm. it's just different. You know, like I learned to slow down. I learned to have fun. I learned to um, take it easier than I did with my third, than my first. And then our, our middle, she just kind of twisted in the wind, whichever way we were going, you know, but I, you know, one thing I did have, I knew my personality was like, I don't, I wouldn't say I am necessarily like I enjoy celebration or I take time for that kind of thing. But I had a friend that I knew that was like her. She, she always thought she was ready for the fun. And I kind of sought that out. Like I knew that was something that I lacked and that helped a whole lot because she pushed me to enjoy the kids more, you know, let's, it's okay. You know what? It's going to be a lot of work to take this trip and go on vacation, but it's going to be fun because we're going to make some great memories. So if that's, you know, if you see something that you're kind of lacking in as a parent so that you don't miss stuff, go find somebody that can bring that stuff out so that you don't look back and have too much regret, you know, but transitions are hard and I'm thankful for the way Toby's helped uh, walk us through it where my husband and I were kind of right behind and it's that part is very helpful as well help some, find somebody that helps you you know where you're lacking and then somebody that's ahead of you a little bit so that you can get help along the way 
but then have somebody that's kind of behind you too, so that you can help somebody else. Cause it, it's a, it, you just can't isolate and be by yourself because those transitions are there. They come every time. They're always happening. Like you're, you get through one and then there's another one and it just, you just can't get away from them, but they're, it is true. I do think that having somebody to do it with is way better. It's like dad tells us not to say isolated or something. I know, I know. He says a lot of good things. But that's really, like, that one's a really good one. The having somebody ahead of you and having somebody behind you makes a big difference. It keeps Mm. you not focused on yourself and like, like, oh, wait, I can do it. Somebody's here to help me. And I need to do it because somebody's here behind me and I want to help somebody else along the way. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's the thing is, like the isolation is what gets you, right? It, mm-hmm. I don't care if it's as a, a struggling mom in, in a struggling marriage, whether it's your own mental wellness, it's not the thing that gets you. It's the isolation that gets you. That's how the enemy's greatest tool. He he mm-hmm. he prowls like a roaring lion, is what Peter says, which the work of a lion is to isolate its prey. You know, we were talking before we started this tonight and I don't know if I've ever had anybody say, you know, I read your book, not yet. And it was so profound. There was, it was so deep that it's not what people say. What they say is, man, I could have written this. It's me too. The me too aspect of life is where you get, is where the power in your life comes from. It's, it's when, when the, when you when God uses others to break the enemy's lie that you're the only one that you're an exception to the rule and you know i've always said that you you know your shame embarrassment pick your word it leads to isolation and and what isolation does is fire up your imagination and the movies are never highlights they're always low lights in those moments and and how that gets broken is is in that me too experience with someone else And That's good. Uh, my heart breaks, honestly, for uh, a lot of single moms who are working two jobs. Uh, and, you know, they're, it's heroic to me what they do, but their greatest challenge is finding the energy to have a relationship with someone else. So part of my dream for what we do here at Gobi is what we're seeing happen, just connecting people to say, me too. And that me too aspect is so powerful. Mm, Totally. That's good. Thank y'all. Well, I have like a two-parter for you and they came from two different people, but I feel like they go well together. Put your fingers down. All you people that are watching, (laughs) you're listening, not watching. She's pointing her finger at me, which is like a trigger for me. (laughs) I did this too. Okay. uh, Oh my goodness. Okay. So the first one is somebody, this, this actually came from TikTok because you know, you're TikTok famous. Um, and what they asked was, they said that when they're struggling, they open up to their, you know, you, you're talking in this video, you were talking about not isolating. And she mm-hmm. said that they, they like, they try to open up to their husband, but then they only start feeling wish they hadn't told him because he, it, he can't fix it. And so then he starts feeling bad because he can't help. He can't fix the way they're feeling. And so it's like a cycle of, they don't want to open up um, because then they're putting their junk on people, you know, somebody who can't do anything about it. And I feel like we've heard that a lot. So do, what would you say to that person? 
Well, I would say, number one, the only thing more painful than opening up to someone that either uses it against you or feels like they got to be very prescriptive very quickly and it, it kind of downwards. The only worst thing all that is not telling anybody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had to come to the place where there were some things about my struggle that your mother did not understand. And what I would say to her is, look, man, I don't, I need, like, I need your ear. I don't need your mouth. I, I just need a shoulder in this moment. And I'm going to get some of that other from my counselor, from another guy who's been in that, you know, in this spot before. And it's, so it's okay. Like, it's okay that your mate for that person who's asked that question, like what, what you might say, sweet lady to your husband is, Hey man, I, I want to tell you that this is hard for me. I'm going to make you a deal. I'm going to tell you when it's tough. And your part is to just hug me and don't just don't say anything. I just, I just need a person. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I mean, dude, you know how many people that I have shared either from a stage or in a small group or in a one-on-one that has come back to like bite me in some way, but you don't own the result. Like freedom is I'm going to share mm-hmm. and then I'm not going to own the way you respond. Mm-hmm. And so I would say, you know, in that moment, that a frustration that bless your heart that you're in it, ma'am, you just pat him and tell him you love him mm-hmm. and that you want to share with him, but you're not asking him to fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then ask God to bring that person to your life that you, you can share with, uh, that, that can, you know, speak that word of for affirmation life over you. Mm. What I think. That's good. Okay. So on the same topic of, Keep your fingers down. Um, when you when you, when you were struggling when, at your you know when we were younger, mm-hmm. um, this person asked. In hindsight, is there anything you wish you would have done differently in explaining your mental health struggles with your kids when they were young? Um, she says she has three kids under eight, and she wants to be transparent with them, but not give them too much to carry or process. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think when I was when you guys were younger there was appropriate sharing, you know, there was a part of, Hey man, dad is dad's having a hard day or it's, I'm having a hard time right now. Uh, and so my part as a dad is I know that, that, you know, Jesus promised manna. So he's going to give me enough for that day. So I'm not a victim. I can have enough to give what I have that day to you as a child. Uh, but I'm not going to share beyond I'm having a hard day and I'm going to be here. I'm, a, but I'm here. I'm here. I'm here to be with you. Uh, and as you got older, I was more willing to share more of what my struggle was, but I wanted to always make sure and connect it to here's how God's helping me. Mm-hmm. Right. I think here's the thing. I don't take this wrong. I think too many times we feel this pressure to be the hero with our kids. When we were never meant to be the hero, God's the hero, right? And like when you share appropriately, you share a piece of what you're struggling with and you share the whole pie of how God is helping you in that Mm -hmm. moment. And the very thing that I feared would drive you away from me or like think less of me is the very thing God uses to 
bring our hearts together. And uh, I, you know, I tell moms all the time who are in terrible, awful, hard situations. Look at your 10 year old and say, Hey man, I am doing the best I can. Will you pray for me? I'm not sure either if I'm always responding in the best way because of my fear, my whatever. But I'm really trying. Would you pray for me? And I think you can tell a 10 year old, Hey man, I'm trying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is hard. Life is hard and I'm doing my best. Would you pray for me? Cause God's going to have to make up the rest. And you just keep putting the focus back on what God's doing, how much you're relying on God. And what happens is man, like it's the, it's the thing that, that, that melds together hearts of people. It's that common weakness and vulnerability. And there's an appropriate way to do it with your children, you know, and God shows you God. I mean, I I didn't, I didn't need you having anxiety about your daddy's anxiety at 11 years of age. We never used that word. It was just, mm-hmm. man, I'm having a hard day. But you know what? Michelle, my, your sister-in-law, my daughter-in-law walks into my house and she's a senior in high school. And I'll never forget it. And but no, she was, she, they weren't married, but she was in college. But she walked in and I, I just walked out of the bedroom and I said, I'm just having a hard day. And she's put her hand on me and prayed for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was that was good for our relationship, mm-hmm. right? So, like, just just you got to trust God in that too. That that He's gonna take that brokenness and that fear of we all are worried about jacking our kids up. But man, mm-hmm. if jacking your kids up because you getting it right every time. I mean, who's good? Who's getting it right? I mean, my dad's eighty. Eight, and he said to me a couple of months ago, "Man, I, I just, I, I don't think I was a perfect dad. I think I made some mistakes." And I went, "Oh, well, well welcome to being human, Dad. Of course, you weren't <laughs> the perfect dad, but look, you know, mm-hmm. you, you're a great dad, and God's done great things." And just reminded me, man, that's a battle we're all going to fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, I think to piggyback on what you're saying is. Um, mom's going to be on the podcast next time and she gets to share a little bit of the other side of it, you know, when you're supporting somebody that you love that's struggling. Um, and so I think that's a good listen to for people that are wondering how to handle it with their children. If someone they love, you know, is struggling and, and what the real parts of it. So I feel like that'll be good as well. So but let me, let you. me go back to this again, okay. just quickly, because I feel just prompted. Listen. Most of us grew up, my generation, with this, just get over it, you know. Uh, used to hear it in spiritual terms today, just pray more, just say more. Basically, just get over it. Just rub some dirt on it. Get over it. It's going to be all right. But we've overreacted from don't be a baby, just get over it, to oh, you poor baby. That's just as damaging, right? Like, you're not a vi- I'm not a victim. I may battle anxiety and I may lose sometimes, but I'm not a victim. I'm a victor. That is my position, even when it's not my condition at the moment. So I don't have to be a victim. I can be a victor. And the only way that my children see that I'm a victor is they see that there's something I'm being victorious over in that moment. Right. And sometimes it's like, I'm, you know, I'm not gonna let this beat me. And like your kids seeing the, the little bit of strength of faith you have, you know, it's been sucked out of you, but it's like, you know what, I'm not, Jesus is enough for today. I'm gonna make it through today. That's heroic. 
And, and if kids don't see that, don't see us refusing the victim lifestyle, no matter what we're facing, if they don't see that, and that's, where are they going to get this from? Look, man, I'm going to my high horse now for a minute. Look, your kid, Bailey, I'll just talk to you, Bailey. Your kid, he ain't got to have resilience. He got to have a phone. He ain't got to go to the library and look nothing up. It's on his phone. Mm-hmm. Everything that you had to work to do is instant in his life. So the challenge is going to be him having any resilience because you only get resilience by having to practice stuff, mm-hmm. right? And the culture we live in, does it's not that it doesn't value res- resilience. It doesn't require it mm-hmm. in almost any aspect of your life. So you have got to be a model of resilience. And resilience is you're making, you're an overcomer, which means I have something to overcome. Mm-hmm. And if you're like, it's all fine. And man, I tell you what, we just read our Bible and the Holy Spirit brought 10 bags of money and nobody ever got sick and our life is great. And if you bring that crap into your house, where is he ever going to learn resilience from? Mm-hmm. Mm. I'll preach. Sorry. But no, it's I'm, great. Love that. Well, and I think but, about some of our ladies that we talked to last night. I thought I think about our, you know, one of our guests that's with us tonight. And I think about, man, those are hard. Like if I was where you are tonight, Sarah, I would like take you by the shoulders to go, look, <laughs> this is so hard, but you can do this. How do you know? You don't know me. I know the Christ that lives in you. It's the Jesus in you that I trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, I love that. Okay, so this was submitted by a a pastor friend of ours that listens to the podcast. And so it's we're taking a little bit of a of a turn, but I think this will can resonate with a lot of people too. Um and he said that he's an, an interesting trend that he's seeing is that it seems like a lot more people have be, have very low capacity and like than they had like pre-COVID. And she he says he hears this from business owners, supervisors, and in even in the church world. And they and he says he feels like it's because a lot of people have been traumatized from COVID and everything that came with it. And so I feel like, you know, when I hear that, I hear burnout, easy easily burned out, you know, and that their cap capacity is so low. So what would you say to someone um I would say who knows, you know, know somebody that's struggling with this or someone who's listening and they are struggling with, with low capacity in their life. Yeah. I'm, it's, uh, it's God's word to, to, to the Bible Gideon go mm-hmm. in the strength you have. It's God's mm-hmm. word to Moses. You know, Hey, I don't have enough. You know, look, I, I stutter. I, oh, here's all the reads. I can't go, go in the strength you have. Like God is not requiring you for more than he is equipping you for. So you go in the strength you have. You are not defined or limited by the strength that you do not have. You go in what you do have. And <clears throat> again, that sorry, that's how you build it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh talking to a friend today who's in the counseling world. Look, man, there's two kinds of people out there in America today. Those who recognize the fact that they have a bit of PTSD after what we've been through and those who just haven't recognized it yet. I mean, we mm-hmm. have been traumatized as a nation. We're not victims, but let's be honest. Like we, this is, this has been traumatizing for us in lots of ways. Barna comes out with the research, 47% of pastors in America want to quit that they're showing signs of PTSD 
these are doctors saying that I've only been seen at these levels in war in people coming out of war. Uh, this is true for businessmen. I mean, but like the sky's not falling. God's not panicking in heaven. He's going to give us enough strength, enough. He's manna, you know, bread for one day. He's going to give us enough. So you go in the strength that you do have. And what happens when you go in the strength you have instead of giving in to what you don't have? Well, you build it. You build more capacity and your capacity builds and your capacity builds. And man, I'm just telling you, it's true in my life. I've seen it to be true in my life that you, you know, you know, the opportunities that God's put in front of us that, that just physically, emotionally, man, like I have felt so many times, I don't have enough, but you know what? I got enough for today and I'm watching my capacity. I'm watching God expand my capacity. Uh, your brother, you guys know that my son Ross just came to work for us. And, uh, we were in Phoenix, Arizona, and about the second day, he said, "Man, I'm kind of tired. Are you tired?" Dude? And I, I, I said to him, "I said I can't. I don't think about it, right? Because I can't. If I focus in what I don't have, man, I'm going to give into it. So I, you just kind of, this isn't like a, you know, bow your neck, grit your teeth, pep talk. It's just that's reality. And until you face reality of where you are, then God can't take you where you need to be." And so, yeah, but God doesn't, I'm not, he's not getting my best. Yes. He's getting the best you have right now. Mm. And then he expands it from there. And I think that's a message that we have to give instead of explaining it away or rationalize it away, or it's just going, no, man, it's been hard. You know, we've been mm -hmm. through a time where we lost people we loved. We were scared about losing people we loved. We weren't sure whether we can get to go to somebody's house for Christmas. We weren't sure what was going to happen with our business. I mean, we were not designed to live in the uncertainty that we lived in for that extended amount of time in that many areas of our lives. So, man, like, put down your freaking cape and quit trying to be Superman or Superwoman and just go, man, it's been hard. And I'm going to I'm going to trust that God's going to build my capacity. Hmm. That's good. Not that I have a strong opinion about any of that. <laughs> Oh man, I love that. Well, we're running out of time. We have a few more that may, I think I'll just tack on to the end of some of our upcoming episodes. Um, but good. maybe I don't have some good questions in there. Yeah, we'll pick up our other episodes a little bit. I won't, you know, have to make fun of you at the end, just kind of pick us up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but can you tell us really quick? So that we're in October, we're going to be doing a Meet the Slough series, and we're going to be wait, where you are? Yeah, cool. <laughs> They're going to get to hear from mom and Ross and then dun, 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 you're going to interview me. <laughs> oh my word. I circled that on my counter. When am I going to get to do that? Oh dear. I'm scared. Um, so, and we're doing this because we are getting to all work together in Gobi and we, and we, and um, our team felt like this was important for people to get to know the other parts of our ministry. And so will you kind of share how sweet it's been and like the heart, your heart behind why you wanted <laughs> us to work with you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just think in dark places of the night, man, for me, when I was in my thirties and forties, and I mean, not knowing what effect my mental health challenges is going to have on my family. 
And uh, but a daughter who, when she struggles, I'm the first one she calls, and it's and my son is you know getting his license, his LPC license, professional counselor certification. Uh, and you know, my wife is a freaking warrior, and it most of it was just born out of the heat of that season and it bringing her to her knees in a lot of ways. Uh, I get emotional about it because, man, it's a picture like of I think for me, like God just redeeming, turning uh, sorrows into joy and mourning into dancing. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty emotional about it because it's so deeply personal to me because there's no way that any of you could, and I'm talking to my family right now, you could know, man, that the depths of the darkness of dad, of dad thinking he could destroy his family and he couldn't do anything about it. Mm. It's tough, man. And so I hope for a guy whose family's struggling because he's struggling, I hope for a lady that's battling depression and can't sleep or whatever and at night as these nightmares about her family falling apart because you can't function. I hope that we could be a picture of what that looks like, man, that but God still does that stuff. Mm, that's good. It's an honor for me, for sure. And I know for Ross. Um, so it's sweet. And I'm excited to get to everybody to hear from every, the other parts of our family. So me thank you too. for giving us, thank you for giving us the platform to do that. So. Well, thanks for yeah. making me cry at the end. So sorry. <laughs> Way to go, baby girl. <laughs> well, thank you to our friends who are on tonight. Uh, thanks, Jen, for giving your words of wisdom and too. And um, I'm excited to keep doing these. So our goal is to do these once a month. Um, and we just want to be able to really connect with our community in this way. So yay, we'll keep you updated on when when those are. But once again, don't forget, if you want to be a part of our Hey Dad small groups, then email me or check the show notes for my email and we'll get you added to our next one. So love you, dad. Love you. goodness goodness gracious it just like does my heart so good and i know it does my dad and i know it does the rest of our goby team to get to connect with people in our growing community that are listening and um thank you for taking the time to submit questions thank you for taking the time to listen i really hope you um, that the lord was able to speak to you tonight and um if you know anybody that you feel like these words would bless them. Please, please forward the podcast over to them. If you have any questions that came up out of our conversation, please email me. We really do mean it when we want to be able to talk about the things others are struggling with and just really be, um, keeps just to be swimming alongside with you to help you along the way because we all need each other. So you're doing a good job. We love y'all. Um, and we'll see you next week.